Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Wolfgang Platz, who is Chief Product Officer and Founder at Tricentis. Our topic today is a new book that he has just released, Enterprise Continuous Testing. It's a great topic, talking about Agile and DevOps and how we transform testing within that environment. So, Wolfgang, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for, for listening to this uh, podcast. I'm actually honored to be with you and have the chance to introduce a bit of uh, what Tricentis is about and what this book is about. And uh, um, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let, let's jump right in. We're honored to have you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you jump into just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe why you founded Tricentis, and then we can mm. get into the book. <laughs> Uh, actually, that, that's a great question. If you look us up in, in the internet, you're going to see our official founding date, which is uh, 2008, 2008. Uh, but the journey, actually, and the story, the history starts a bit earlier. I, uh, I founded uh, Tricentis as a services company um, first in 1997 hmm. and uh, bringing some software QA services to the world. But uh, I had to acknowledge, frankly, that all the tooling out there just wasn't sufficient when it came to test automation. When you do test automation, I always call it, you run into kind of a honeymoon phenomenon, meaning you record your first test cases and everything looks bright, but when you try to replay them and when you want to have them up and running, even when changes happen, then you fail and things break. So the only way out was to come up with my own uh, tool there. And that was the birth date of our software product mm -hmm. offering. Um, then in 2008, uh, it was mature enough to switch into a product company. And from there on, it has been a fantastic journey upwards. Now we are, uh, as you may know, uh, placed as a leader in Gartner's Magic Quadrants now for the mm -hmm. fourth time in a row. So um, we're yeah. about we're about to to take it all over. That's great. Well, fantastic. You know, it's it's a familiar model. It's kind of transitioning, pivoting from that services into a product company. And congrats on that successful transition. It's not always a successful one. Yeah, that's true. Well, so if you started in 2008, that was probably around the, the era of Agile. DevOps wasn't really kind of taking off quite yet. And I think that's maybe about when it kind of started. Um, so you, you were already, I'm sure, thinking about how teams are starting to work differently in Agile methodology, um, maybe kind of leaning, starting towards a, a lean kind of an approach. That, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, interesting. Well, tell us, tell us about why did you write this book? I know continuous testing, CICD, all of that stuff is, is certainly at the heart and center of DevOps and every team kind of starts there. Automated test, testing, of course, is a key part of that. So certainly there's a need for this topic. Why did you decide to write a book? So what I had to acknowledge in, in talking to customers and coming up with this product was that software testing has treated in a lot of organizations like a stepchild. And uh, I mean, everybody's aware of the relevance of development. Don't get me wrong. And everybody's aware of the good things that IT can bring to users. But software testing is kind of living in the shadows. Hmm. And that was one experience. And when I then talked to, to customers, I found out that their ask and their intuitive need is always kind of the same. They see that software testing is here. They 
to some degree accept that there is a need for software testing, but all of a sudden they say, wait a minute, it's a lot of effort, so we want to have this automated. Hmm. And the first reaction to dealing with, with software testing in a more professional way is, let's automate that thing. Mm-hmm. And automation is a super relevant aspect of an improved uh, software testing, don't get me wrong. However, bringing uh, large enterprise customers up to speed on software testing is actually more like a transformation journey. It is a, a change agenda you need to go through because it's not just about automation. A friend of mine said automation is just doing the mess for less, right? But mm-hmm. there is so much more potential in optimizing software testing when you have a more comprehensive look at it, when you have a clear understanding what is the business value of each and every functionality you want to cover with test, Mm. what is the concrete need for test cases in order to uh, address the business risk that may be within certain functionality, and then what is the right strategy of executing these tests. Are you gonna run them through user interfaces? Are you gonna run them through APIs? Are you gonna run them with the use of decoupling, which service virtualization enables you to? Only if you have that comprehensive perspective, then you can uh, make continuous testing really work. Otherwise, it's just gonna be little things, little improvements uh, that, that certainly help, but don't untap uh, the, the full power of uh, a better software testing world. And, and that is why I've been coming up with this book. I think uh, it, it, it is overdue to make people aware, wait a minute, it's not just jumping about uh, on, onto the automation train. This is, this is not uh, going to be the full story. And you're going to leave a lot of stuff behind if you just think that way. Mm-hmm. Does that it, make sense, Mitch? It, it totally does. And, and I think if I kind of pull a couple things out of what you described, one is... Automation is part of it, but continuous is also another aspect of changing the kind of whole paradigm of how you think about testing. Because I remember, it wasn't that long ago where you, know, you had a QA team and a development team, and of Correct. course that created automatic friction because QA team tried to find every problem and what has to be fixed before it gets released and change control meetings and all that kind of stuff. It was you know highly manual, even if some of the, the testing was scripted. But now in this world of continuous integration, continuous testing that's automated, you know, it's less an argument between teams and people and that kind of friction and more about how do we make sure we're automating the right things? How do we make sure that we escalate when problems uh, need to be fixed, when builds break, tests fail, and make sure that we're testing the right kind of functionality? So it's engaged the developers and tell me if you agree with this, it's really engaged the developers much more heavily in the creation and uh, embracing that testing rather than being a separate function someone else does. True? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you pointed it out already, Mitch. Uh, In former days, it was like dev, test, and ops providing different teams uh, to the software development lifecycle. And what has happened, though, is that these big, we call them test centers of excellence, mm-hmm. where you would have a, a, a large number of manual testers, usually concentrated uh, with some management capability, a little bit of automation maybe, or even uh, this piece, these large TCOEs, these test centers of excellence, actually, they have uh, either vanished or they are, uh, or everybody's questioning themselves if they should 
keep going with this model. And uh, fully right so, because what we now see with the need for speed in development is that the cooperation between dev and test needs to be so much closer, needs mm -hmm. to be so much more fluent. So what we see is that these test centers of excellence are torn apart. And uh, what we call out there as a, as a recommendation is that you view a very slim, so to say, uh, team, uh, best practice team, or we call it digital TCOE, uh, that on one hand uh, has this tight connection between dev and test, but on the other hand, uh, provide some guidance on how to, uh, to do testing in the best way. Mm -hmm. uh, and we see a lot of companies switching into dev testers, where you have this hybrid form of developers and testers established directly within the agile teams. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's certainly um, the right way to do. However, on the other hand, we want to be very much aware that complex system landscapes require higher levels of integration testing and some flavor of an E2E user acceptance test, which tends now to be forgotten uh, when people go into an, an agile and DevOps um, practice. So um, I think, yes, we see the TCOEs erode uh, they go into dev testers, which makes a lot of sense. But please, guys, be aware that there is a, a need for higher levels of testing, which has not vanished overnight. And someone needs to take care of that. What we see is that these needs tend to shift more towards the operations team, towards a sh kind of shared services team now in large enterprises. But it is a, what I would say, contra uh, streaming like the shift left pushing testers into development, we now see kind of a shift right movement also, which makes sure that some higher levels of test are, are still covered in, in these shared services organizations. Yeah, it's interesting you, you pointed that, that out that way because you, know, you do hear a little bit about shift right and you think about the world that we're operating in, it's much more complex because we're operating in cloud environments, maybe doing cloud native, maybe not, but we're working maybe in multi-clouds, private data centers, private clouds, et cetera, all these combinations of environments. And, you know, some apps might be in one place, some might be in multiple. There's a lot of permutations of that environment that an operations team is going to say, how do I know this stuff is going to work? And when it breaks, how do I know you're going to be able to fix it quickly, diagnose it, fix, test it, and, and apply the fix quickly? And that Absolutely. automation is also an automation of, yes, unit and functional tests, but also getting into being able to do some performance, some, um, you know, regression testing, those kind of, that, that may be specific to that environment, maybe even specific to a, an iteration uh, release or, a, or kind of backing up and, and reapplying changes or backing out changes. So it's in this complex environment that relying on manual processes seems like almost an impossible task. You have to have automation. You have to have a philosophy about doing testing. I hate to wax on here, but maybe I'm singing your, your song here. <laughs> but that seems to be the environment we live in, and we, we have to figure out the best ways to do it. Am I on track here? No, no, that's cool. And, and uh, I'm glad that you mentioned regression because what we have to acknowledge is that the entire mindset of agile development her definition is progression rather than regression. Mm -hmm. And that is good.
because agile development is about pushing out new releases, pushing out new capabilities, new features, new functionality faster than ever. But what that mindset means is that all the agile dev teams and the dev testers that are within the HL teams, they also have this progressive mindset. It means that, yes, if you, <clears throat> if you work with them, they will accept the need for unit tests and some of them will create great unit tests. We have seen this within our customer base, but at a certain point of time when this is shifting towards regression, then you might find out that Having unit tests set up once is one thing, but keeping unit tests up and running is a different game. And mm. what we see is that as soon as you shift from progression into regression, <clears throat> you need to have people with a different mindset that really accept regression as their, the, the key aspect of their software testing um, uh, behavior. If you don't do that, you time over time going to run into issues in, in, in complex system landscapes. And we see that actually I, I call it the evaporation of unit tests over time, uh, which we have done a great survey with some Swiss banks. And we found out that having unit tests set up is something you rather easily can do. But mm -hmm. over time with more releases, you're going to see that their, their coverage, their potential, their power is eroding. And people are then referring more to the higher levels of integration to also catch these kind of errors going forward, which makes a lot of sense. But I just want to make you aware, don't see uh, Agile development and dev testers as the sole instance of your software testing. If you do that, you're going to run into issues in a complex multi-system landscape with a high extent of regression, with a heavy backbone, uh, with a true enterprise system landscape. So uh, Wolfgang, are you saying that, you know, we used to say that you had to have separate QA teams. So it was people who didn't create the software that could more fully test it and not kind of, you know, testing your own software was is hard because you, you, you assume things. Are you saying that even in this automated world, continuous testing world, we still need folks who have that sort of systemic um, thoroughness, a QA kind of approach to testing, even though we're automating it, don't strictly rely on developers to create self-created unit and system kind of tests. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's okay. what I want to get to. Good. Well, t tell us a little bit about your book. Uh, you know, there are a lot of ways to approach a technical book uh, about a technical subject. Is this mm. a prescriptive how-to? Is this a um, kind of a strategy guide to lay out how you put together a full program of continuous enterprise testing, um, you know, in Agile and DevOps? Um, tell us a little bit about the approach of how you so this book. The, the, the intent of the book is to provide a comprehensive overview of what you need to think about when you go for continuous testing. Mm -hmm. As I pointed out at the very beginning of our conversation is that um, just going for an automation of your software tests is not gonna be uh, the solution. You need to have a, a way more comprehensive look um, onto the subject. And so what the book really is gonna do, it's gonna introduce the perspective of a value slash risk-based testing to you, which is the foundation. Before we wanna do 
a software test, we wanna make sure that it's worthwhile doing the test, right? If this is just a functionality with very, very minor relevance to the business, you might be good with just one test case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if it's a absolutely mission critical capability of your software, then you wanna make sure that all the different flavors of use cases and all the different procedures that maybe within this specific use case are really covered. Otherwise it's from a risk perspective, uh, not bearable. So having a clear understanding about the business risk slash the business value that is with associated with each and every functionality that your software provides is the foundation. If you understand that clearly, you will be able to present kind of a, a, a map, your map of where you wanna put your dollars into. And guess what? This map is not gonna be uh, just for your, um, for, for, for your budget allocation, but it's also gonna be relevant for your reporting because your reporting should go towards business risk covered and not just for counting test cases. And guess what? Your management is gonna love it. All of a sudden they see that somebody has a plan on how budget is allocated in the software testing space. So it's real cool stuff. As soon as you know that, you wanna make sure you have the right test cases at hand. We're gonna give you an overview about different techniques of how to create the most meaningful test cases. Meaningful in terms of what is the extent of additional business risk that I can cover with a specific test case, right? And when we have done that, We're gonna make you aware that there's different approaches to go towards automation. You can go through a user interface, you can go through an API. When you go through this, make sure you decouple systems so that you always know exactly what is the cause of a failure. And when you've come up with that, you wanna make sure that you keep your test data stable, meaning that the system always has a reliable set on basic data at hand so that you're not gonna be surprised by failures of tests, which are just a matter of inconsistent or incorrect test data. So all these things are gonna be introduced in the book. Of course, not into the very, very level of detail, but I think at least in a way that you know what it is about and you have a good basis from where you can start digging further into stuff. But ideally, you take the book and you walk home with it and say, aha, now I understand what it is all about. And I'm not going to just go out there and and jump on the next uh, open source framework for test automation and say, (laughs) this is going to be the the holy grail of of my whole journey. You know, that is what we want to achieve. It's about kind of creating a systemic um, prescriptive framework for how to do this kind of work because testing is, it sounds like such an understandable word, but it's also so overloaded because as you talked about, there's lots of ways to test, whether it's through the API, the interface, there's security testing, there's black box testing, and you brought up the whole topic of test data. It's hard to acquire in the first place and you have to maintain that, you know, evolve it with the uh, functionality and the application uh, part of the regression. Also, it, it's really a very complex t- topic and you get into performance testing, load testing, um, <clears throat> sort of chaos monkey style, resilience testing, all kinds of things that um, can happen. And then behind the scenes, now that we're automating so much, we have this data that's super valuable that we can communicate to the business 
we, we plugged in code in here and it made it into production. And here's how we know it was thoroughly uh, tested and made sure that it's going to be reliable when we get it out in production. Yes. And, and, and this is actually where the journey is going to go looking forward. What we're going to see happening is that uh, more and more um, uh, tracing information, logging information from production will be fed back into the testing loop, right? Mm-hmm. I've pointed out the business risk coverage. I mean, how do you get to a clear understanding of business risk? You get to that by knowing how often systems are used and what is the potential damage. These things in nowadays, if you have a proper logging out there can be obtained from production logs. And these production logs can be fed into, back into the loop uh, by uh, now influencing your test uh, awareness on specific functionality from the very beginning, from the development perspective already into the higher levels of testing. So what we're gonna see is that um, data, the use of data, even with some artificial intelligence involved is gonna be a tremendous source for driving the further efficiency of the testing cycle. So we're gonna see actually the the ideas of the value-based testing in conjunction with having the right test cases at hand being even more uh, optimized and and, and, and uh, uh, speeded up by this data loop that mm. we're gonna get into the future. So your your book is available, I assume, through uh, normal channels like you know in Amazon, other places like that. Yes, correct. Just okay. type it in, continuous testing, and uh, you may want to put uh, my name in there also, and then uh, you're gonna be good to go. Awesome, excellent. Well, congratulations on the launch of the book. It's exciting. Uh, appreciate all the work. I know it. <laughs> I, talk, I haven't written a book, but I've talked to many people that have, and I know it is a uh, it is a painstaking love of passion for the topic that kind of sees you through to the end of getting the top, getting the book published. And I know you uh, you had uh, some help with uh, Cynthia Dunlop, so shout uh, out to her to help with, uh, with you on the book. Yeah, yes, yes. It, it uh, actually. Uh, that was a dramatic understatement, Mitch. Um, uh, Cynthia has not been of just some help. Uh, I would say she's the true author of the book. I was the one laying out the concepts and it was stunningly um, how little time I had to provide to, to, pro, to, to give all the, ba- the basic information for her to come up with it. Uh, all the kudos uh, actually needs to go to Cynthia. I'm uh, super excited to have my name on the book, but I feel a bit ashamed because it should be her name more prominent than mine, frankly. Well, it sounds like both are well-deserved and your appreciation is certainly uh, transparent to uh, Cynthia. (laughs) I hope so. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we never go alone, right? We never get there alone. So it's uh, through working with others that always, uh, it gets all of us there together. So, well, congratulations on the book and, and thanks for being on DevOps Chat with us today. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Mitch. It was my honor to have you. I'd like to thank Wolfgang Platz, who is Chief Product Officer and Founder with Tricentis, and of course, wishing him the best of luck with the book. Thanks to you also, our listeners, for joining us today. Uh, this is Mitch Ashton with DevOps.com. Have a great day and be careful out there. <laughs>